You're listening to the Rachel's English Podcast, made especially for non-native English speakers, where we study the way Americans really speak. My goal is for you to listen to this podcast every week and sound more natural when speaking English and improve your listening comprehension. In today's episode, we're answering questions from you. Let me introduce my co-host today, my husband, David. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to be reading some questions that have come in through YouTube, and we're going to do our best with your names, but names can be hard. So forgive us, please, if we mispronounce. Okay, David, why don't you start it off and ask a question? All right. So the first one is from Natalia. She says, Rachel, I've been watching your videos and I really love them. Thanks for that. But I really need your help with two words that I think are kind of tricky for us Brazilians to know the difference between in pronunciation. What's the difference between collar and color? Thanks in advance. Oh, that's a classic issue. Ah versus uh. You all listening out there, can you hear the difference between those two vowels? Ah. Ah. David, can you hear the difference? I can, yeah. Yeah. I remember this was one thing that surprised me, actually, when I first started teaching, was to realize that some people couldn't hear the difference between those two. Because I thought, wait, but they're totally different. But the more I taught, the more I realized they're not really. So the trick is relaxation. In uh, the second one, the one that's in color, C-O-L-O-R. So the issue that most non-native speakers have is that they don't speak with as much relaxation in the neck and in the vocal apparatus as Americans do. And you have to really have a lot of relaxation to get the right vowel for a. Uh. This is in the word butter, in the word color, in the word done. And if you say that sound with any kind of tension, then it starts sounding like ah, which we have in words like father, mop. So it's, it's hard because you have to know how to release all of the tension in order to find the right vowel sound. So the difference between the words collar and color, the first one, collar, is like the part of your shirt that goes around your neck, and the second one, color, like black, white, red. The only difference in these two words is that vowel sound in the stressed syllable. And in collar, the one that's like part of your shirt, it's the ah vowel, like in father, caw, collar. And in the word color, like black, white, red, color, ah, uh, it's the ah uh vowel, like in butter. So, you know, I'm just going to say the two words. And everyone who's out there listening to the podcast, I'm going to say the word, then I'm going to pause for two seconds, and you say it back out loud. I'm going to start with collar, like part of your shirt, and then I'm going to do color, like black, white, and I'm going to go back and forth between the two of those five times. So each time I say it, you say it out loud too. Collar, color, collar, color. Collar, color, collar, color, collar, color. The more you work with this kind of listen and repeat um, kind of exercise, the, the better you get. Your ear and your mouth start working together without your mind being so involved. And I think that that's a great way to improve. So 
Natalia, the answer to your question is, the difference is the vowel in that first stressed syllable. And it's also interesting that the second sound in both of those words is exactly the same, even though they're spelled differently, right? Right. Collar is spelled C-O-L-L-A-R, and color is spelled C-O-L-O-R. So we have an A-R ending and an O-R ending, but they are pronounced the same way, right, David? It's the schwa-R, er-er-er sound. Great. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Um, So we got a question that says, the one and only word I can't pronounce correctly in American English is liberty. Please help. Okay, so this question is coming in from Benj Benj Benj. (laughs) (laughs) I like your username. Okay, liberty. So David said it, now I've said it. Liberty, liberty. So first of all, it's a three-syllable word and stress is on the first syllable. So that syllable should be a little bit longer. It's going to be a little higher in pitch. Liberty. So I'm going to say just the first syllable. Li. And now I'm going to say the second two. Pretty. Li. Pretty. You can hear there's a definite difference in quality between the stressed and the unstressed. Liberty. 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 So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is we have the letter T. And it comes after the consonant R and before a vowel. In this case, the E vowel, unstressed E. Liberty. So when the T comes after an R before a vowel, it is a flap T. That's a really different pronunciation than a normal true T. For the flap T, the tongue just bounces against the roof of the mouth once. This is similar to the D sound in American English. It's exactly like the D between vowels, but it's also like the R in other languages, Arabic, Spanish, Portuguese, for example. Liberty. So the other tricky thing about this word is the middle syllable has an R consonant, and that's always tough. Liberty. And in this case, the vowel in the second syllable is the schwa, and the R consonant sucks up the schwa. It completely takes it over. So you don't need to try to make a separate vowel sound there. So it's just li ber from the B straight to the R. Ber, 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 ber. Liberty. Liberty. I'm going to say that a few times. Everyone out there listening, repeat each time I say it. Liberty. 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 Okay. The second second half of Liberty is Birdie. That's the name of our car. Oh, yeah. Liberty. That's the nickname we gave the car. Yeah. Our car is named Birdie. Although it's different because Birdie has stress on the first syllable and Li-Birdie. Birdie. Birdie. There's no stress. But you're right. Okay. But maybe if you used it in a sentence, it would be like, hey, where'd you park Birdie? Hey, where'd you park, Birdie? Uh, you're right. It Still would be stressed. Right. It would not be stressed, quite. but it's very similar. And our car, I mean, I don't know if we ever actually agreed on this, but I think our car's real name is Roberta. It is. Roberta C. Jones III, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that we gave her the last name Jones. I thought we did. R- Bertie Jones. Bertie Jones? Uh, maybe not. Bertie C. Jones. So... Birdie, short for Roberta, and the C stands for car. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't 
I'm not quite sure why we named our car. Yeah, we'll that. get to that later. Has anyone else out there named your car? I <laughs> hope so. I hope it's not just us. The other thing is David's car. I came up with a great name for it. Oscar. And the reason why I think it's great is because it has the word car in it. It's spelled O-S-C-A-R. I gotta say, it's pretty awesome. Oscar went, I think, nine years without a name. Poor thing. But you're right. Oscar's a pretty great name. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So back to business. So talk about great usernames. Slim Music has our next question. So the word that they are wondering about is call. And the question, is that light or dark? Okay, talking about the light L and the dark L, the word call, C-A-L-L. So the L is a dark L at the end of a word. And here it's the last sound in the word, the last sound in the syllable. So it is a dark L. I'm going to try to say it here with a light L, which is not correct, but I'm going to try it, see if I can do it. David, you tell me if this sounds weird to you. Kal. Yes. Right. It's off. Yeah. Right, do it again. Kal. Yeah. That's, that sounds, yeah. It doesn't sound right. Mm-mm. So the thing I'm doing is I'm making a light L, which means I'm lifting my tongue tip to the roof of the mouth, and I'm not engaging the back of the tongue. For the dark L, it's the opposite. You can leave the tongue tip down. You should leave the tongue tip down while you engage the back of the tongue. Oh, oh. This is a dark sound. Oh. And now sometimes we finish the dark L by bringing the tongue tip up, but only in certain cases, depending on the next sound. So in the word call, it is a dark sound. Call, oh, oh, oh. It's a dark L. Okay. So the next uh, question that we got was from Jose. And Jose says, Rachel's English, great lesson. The light L is kind of easy for me, but the dark one is really hard to make. I don't hear any, quote, L sound at all. By the way, in the word love, I hear loof. Am I right? Thank you for your excellent videos. Okay, Jose, well, let's break it down. First of all, he says, in the dark L, I don't hear any L sound. That's actually right. I think that's right. If you're thinking the L sound is la 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 la, then you're right. That's not a part of the dark L. The dark L is this. Oh, that's really different than la 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 la. Oh, oh, oh. So the dark L, hmm, why do we even call it an L? I guess because it's, it's still made by the letter L. But it's definitely very different. And, you know, the International Phonetic Alphabet, which I use a lot, it's a way to write out sounds doesn't even take this into account. If you look in any dictionary of American English and you look up the word call, for example, you won't see anything other than the L symbol. So it's the same symbol for light L as it is for dark L, but we know in practice that is not how it works. We know the dark L is very different in practice. But I guess I just want to say, Jose, you're right. There's not, there's no light L sound in the dark L. Unless In certain cases, for example, if you're linking it into a word that begins with a vowel, then you will make a dark sound, then a light L, and then the next word. But that's getting complicated. For simplicity's sake, you're right. In the dark L sound, there is not an L sound. It's all dark and in a totally different place in the mouth. 
Okay, your second question had to do with the word love. It's a little hard to tell what you think you're hearing because, of course, you're writing these letters and letters don't correspond so distinctly with sounds. So the sounds I'm thinking might be different from the sounds you're thinking. But the word love, here we have the letter O and it's making the uh as in butter sound, just like back to our first question. Love, love. And if you're curious about the final consonant, the final consonant here is voiced. The V is a voiced sound and its pair F is unvoiced. So they're paired together because they have the same mouth position. And an unvoiced, or I'm sorry, a voiced consonant is usually weak at the end of a sentence, at the end of a word. So in that, those cases, it can sound like an F. So I'm not sure if that's exactly what your question was, but the word love, love, love. If I just say it by itself, love, love, you don't necessarily hear a very strong V sound. It's a weaker sound. It's more like a weak F. Love, love. Okay, I hope that answers your question. Okay, so we're going to move on to a question from Diego. He says, hi, Rachel. I found your videos when I was looking for tips related to pronunciation. And let me tell you that they are great. I'm learning a lot about the correct form to pronounce words with, and I believe my pronunciation is pretty good. Now, listening to your videos, I have a question to ask you. Are you the girl who told Mojo's, watch Mojo's top 10 videos in English? Okay, so I think you're asking if I do the voiceover for them, for Watch Mojo. I do not. I have seen Watch Mojo. I've been to YouTube events with the creators of Watch Mojo, but I can definitely tell you that is not my voice that you're <laughs> hearing in the top 10 videos on Watch Mojo. Hopefully they do not have a robot that has been created to sound like you, babe. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully no one's created that. <laughs> <laughs> I might lose my job. Okay. This is from Next Gen English. And it looks like to me, this is trying to get some, uh, some humor involved here. Red lorry, yellow lorry. And Next Gen says, keep saying this as fast as you can. Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry. I'm, I'm struggling. It's a tongue twister. Oh, okay. Well, I got twisted. Yeah, you're supposed to get twisted. Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry. It is hard. It is hard. I can't do it too long. So what's can you? What's a, a tongue twister? That's a kind of a funny idiom. What's that supposed to mean? Is that an idiom? Um. Yes, I would say tongue twister. The phrase tongue twister is an idiom, and it means mm. a phrase that when you say many times in a row quickly, you get messed up. And I'm actually working on a tongue twister video. It's been really fun to work on, actually. And uh, I'm going to publish it this fall. But in the meantime, I did a little research and I found that there are tongue twisters in pretty much every language. Really? And that, mm -hmm, and that there are, most of the time, you know, you can say something quickly and it, it doesn't mess you up. It, it doesn't twist your tongue. But there are certain sound combinations. And there's been a lot of research on this. There's been certain sound combinations that tend to make it really hard to say a phrase many times in a row quickly. Huh. Um, but one of the tongue twisters that's in the video that I'm making is, I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. I'm not going <laughs> to make you say that. I'm just going to 
say as a preview look for my video coming out it's so fun it's really fun watching people trying to do these tongue twisters okay so now we've got a question from Faisal Khan Oof, I hope I got that right probably so, not but it's okay that's a better way to say it I'm sure I got that wrong <laughs> but here's the question in this word definitely can we use flap T instead of stop T, as I think the letter T is between two vowels, I and E, please make it clear. This is a great question, and I see it a lot because there's some confusion over the rules. So are there, there are rules about how to pronounce the T, and one of the rules is if the T comes between two vowel sounds, it's a flap T, which means it sounds like this, ra 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 ra, instead of this which is the sound of a true T. Now, in the word definitely, I'm making a stop T. That's a third kind of T. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to exaggerate the stop. See if you can, if you can find it. Definitely. Did you hear that, David? Mm-hmm. Pause. Definitely. Now I'm going to say it faster. Definitely. Definitely. It still has the feeling of that pause. Definitely. So that's a stop T. So he says, why is that not a flap T? Because in this word, the letter T comes between two vowel letters, I and E. And the thing about these rules are they apply to sounds, not letters. So the E indefinitely is silent. It doesn't make a sound. If you wrote that word out phonetically, you would see that right after the T sound comes the L sound. And when T is followed by a consonant like L, then it is a stop T, definitely. So keep this in mind when you're studying T pronunciations. Every rule applies to sounds, not letters. That's actually, that says it more succinctly than I've heard you say it. And I've, so, okay, what's the, I do not quite get it if it applies rule, a rule to me is a rule. So I should be able to look at something and see that, I just, I agree with the question. Yeah. It's hard. It's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. Right, because you have to be thinking about the sounds you're making and not the letters you're seeing. And it can be hard to switch your head to that. But it's actually, that that's part of why I think your method is so unique, is you're trying to get at this rhythm and musicality and having people's ears be at least as engaged as their eyes, probably more engaged yeah. than their eyes, and to be listening and then thinking about rules versus looking and thinking about rules. I mean, isn't that? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing about this is if you listen to a native speaker, you're going to hear a native speaker do it right. So if you're paying good attention to what a native speaker yeah. is doing and you imitate that, then you're on your way to sounding really good without having to think about rules. It's definitely true. All right, so let's move on to the next question. Um, oh, wow. This isn't even a question. This is just a... Uh, wow. Okay, question is, you're getting old, Rachel. Right, the statement. Okay, so I just... <laughs> I, I put this on here because... You know, every once in a while, I will get a comment on YouTube about how I look versus how I'm teaching. It doesn't happen much. And I know that lots of people who post online have a lot more, you know, they have a lot more issue with that. People commenting on their looks. 
And I just put it on there because I wanted to acknowledge that I am getting old. <laughs> you know, I've been, I'm entering my, I think this fall is going to be either the ninth or 10th anniversary of posting my first video on YouTube. I mean, that's, that is a long time ago. And anyway, I am starting to get gray and I'm not covering it all up. So that's, I'm sure that's what that comment was about, was about my gray streak in my hair. And, um, yeah, until I'm tired of teaching English, I'm going to keep teaching English. But you guys, I am going to keep getting older. So every year you're going to see more wrinkles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to an actual question. So Nicholas says, great video, Rachel. I have one doubt. How do I connect repeated vowels? Okay. Yes. So this is a good question. This was probably on one of my linking videos. So how do you connect repeated vowels? Um, let's come up with a couple examples. Uh, the words really and easy. Really ends in the E vowel and easy begins in the E vowel. So I'm just going to say that a couple times and think about how I'm connecting them. Really easy. That was really easy. This is really easy. Really easy. Really easy. So there I'm just making one sound. It's a pretty smooth connection. Really easy. I guess if I wanted to stress easy, really easy, really easy. And then I bring my voice up, but I still don't make a break. The connection's still there. Wait, let me, uh, let me do one. This, okay. Here I go. It's really easy for native speakers to get it right. It's really easy because we don't even have to think about it. It's really easy. Yeah, you're doing it too. Really easy. You're just gliding right in. It's not like there's a break in the word, in the two words. It's not like uh, two different vowel sounds. It's really just the one vowel. Isn't it? Well, it, it's like it just smash the words together. It's almost take the space out yeah. between the words. Right. And this is what I teach when I'm, when I'm teaching linking is when one word ends in a sound and the next word begins in the same sound, you just make the sound once and you connect. But I have noticed that with vowels in particular, it can make people really uncomfortable to try to link two vowels because they feel like they lose the definition of like between different words. It all glides together so much, but that's okay. That's actually what we want. So let me think of another couple examples. The schwa, that's a common sound. Okay. Sofa again. So we have sofa ending in a schwa and again, beginning in a schwa. David, don't jump on the sofa again. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Stony. <laughs> don't jump on the sofa again. Do not jump on the sofa again. Sofa again. Sofa again. I mean, there, I'm not even really, I'm, I'm really just making them the same syllable. Sofa again. I guess I could reemphasize it. Sofa again. Sofa again. Sofa again. Don't jump on the sofa again. But, you know, quickly, they're really just combining into the same syllable. Sofa again, sofa again. Don't jump on the sofa again. Or if it was the 30th time, maybe you would slow down and go, don't jump on the sofa again. Right. Hopefully, I'll never have to do that. Hopefully, <laughs> our child will never jump on the sofa. Yeah, right. Uh, wait, is there another example? Um, yeah, I did come up with one other example. Um, and this is using the aw as in father sound. So it ends the word grandpa. It begins the word honored. Now here again, honored begins with an H, but the H is silent. We don't care about the letters. We care about the sounds. Okay. Grandpa honored the agreement. Grandpa honored. Grandpa honored. 
Now here, I don't think I would just combine them into one syllable because the word honored is a stressed word. Grandpa honored. Grandpa honored. I think I'm sort of doing a light re-emphasis. Re what do you think, David? Grandpa honored. Grandpa honored. How are you hearing that? I guess. Barely, but yes, it's mm -hmm. there. So to answer the question, how do you connect repeated vowels just with no break? And you don't need to think about it sounding like two different things. It's just one thing. It's one sound. And tell me if this is true. I don't know if this is true or, or how you would respond. But I feel like if, if I was trying to learn this, I would say that natives, to, to sound more like a native speaker, you would err on the side of pushing things together versus the other way. In other words, I feel like, you know, since I've been, since I've been with you these years, I, I hear native speakers going so fast that if anything, if, if you're, if you, if you're not sure, smash it together. Yeah, definitely. Most people err on the side of really clear definition of each word as they are speaking, if they're non-native speakers. Uh -huh. And definitely that's not what native speakers do. We link like crazy. Link, link, link. We like everything to be really smooth. Okay, well, David, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and helping me answer these questions. Absolutely. It was let's, really fun. Let's do it again sometime soon. Sounds good to me. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes and links to related topics, please visit rachelsenglish.com slash podcast and look for this episode. New podcasts are released every Wednesday. Be sure to go to the iTunes store and subscribe. Also, please consider leaving a review in the iTunes store. I'd love to hear what you think of the podcast.